I'm Bear. And I'm Millie. And we're both second year media communication students here at UN92. This is our podcast, Chats with UN92 Insider, where we'll give you the lowdown on all things you know. All the tips and tricks you need before you walk through those doors. So today we're absolutely thrilled to be joined by Gary, a co-founder of UA92. So hi Gary, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm hoping that Salford and Manchester United win this weekend. Apologies to all the Liverpool fans on there. <laughs> so with our podcast, we like to put a twist on it. And as you are one of the football legends of UA92, we thought we'd sort of turn it into a football match. So we thought we'd start with a bit of a warm-up with six quick five questions. Is that okay with you? Yeah, no problem, fire away. <laughs> so, what's your favourite thing to do in Manchester? Watch football. <laughs> what's your go-to pub? <laughs> oh, I'm going to say the uh, Sir Alf Abercrombie on Bootle Street. Pint of lager or glass of wine? <laughs> oh, I drink wine more than lager now. I drink red wine. I've got a soft spot for it. Uh, but I think at the moment, I would love to go into a beer garden with friends and have a pint of beer. Definitely, yeah. What's your favourite Spice Girl song? Wanna be or spice up your life? <laughs> um, I'm going to say spice up your life. The only reason for that uh, is because... Actually, I was sharing a room with David Beckham when he saw that video, and that was the video that actually where he first noticed Victoria, and then they met each other about three weeks later. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, so, Cortinas or Oasis? Oh, I loved Oasis. I mean, I think Oasis were absolutely out of this world, but I know Liam, and I love the Cortinas, and I'm going to say Cortinas because I know Liam quite well. Just the last one then. If you were stuck in a lift, who would you rather be stuck there with? Jamie Carragher or Roy Keane? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What a difficult question that is. Um, It's supposed to be quick fire. That one one stopped me in my tracks. Um, I will say... uh, I'll say Roy Keane. (laughs) <laughs> um, so that's the warm-up done with um, Let's get straight into the first half So we'd just like to explore a little bit further About um, the concept behind UA92 um, Before we move on to the audience-based Q&A So just okay. to start with them What was the inspiration and motivation behind finding UA92? I think... Um, the inspiration was to obviously try and impact as many people as we possibly could positively to create an inclusive academic proposition where people didn't feel overwhelmed and felt as though it could, you know, everybody um, could go to university. I think also to make something that was more, um, to make people more work prepared. You know, if you think about the structure of a working life, you sort of wake up every single day and you know what time you're working from more often than not. But if you think about conventional university, you've got this erratic timetable that is, you know, it's a one hour one day, two hours the next, you have hours in between sessions, you've got lectures sort of with vast amounts of people. That's not really how life works. It's not really how school works either, but it's not how life works. Um, we wanted to create a real individual experience, an inclusive proposition, an academically excellent um, c- 
curriculum, which obviously is where Lancaster came in and partnered with us. Um, but I think just a structured format. So you, obviously you and I too, you're either a morning or an afternoon student for the for the time of your degree. And that's really important because I think then you can structure the rest of your life around that. You know exactly what you're doing. You can plan, you can either get a job, you can do other skills, you can... Um, you know, you've got that real sort of focus to be able to do things. And for me, uh, we just felt as though working on the character and personality of the student alongside the, the skills, obviously, that you need within your degree subject were really critical. And that's why, obviously, we, we, we put the target talent curriculum in as well, which I know we're working hard on. So a number of different reasons, but I suppose the big ethos was to make sure that everybody felt as though they could go to university, that you could learn in a different way than a conventional university that there would be more personal contact smaller class sizes you know really so that you get that attention that every person deserves when they're learning yeah it's, it's been um definitely for me great that we've had the morning and afternoon thing just like i i do football and then i've got a job and um the morning it just separates out completely so it's great um and it's definitely over the years, um, who has been your biggest inspiration in your career to date? I think there are a number of different people who I would point towards. First of my parents for the, the work ethic that we have, my brother, me and my, uh, my sister. Um, I think my coaches at Manchester United and um, Sir Alex Ferguson for continuing that. Imp- you know, everybody that I've been surrounded by in my life has really stressed to me the importance of getting up every single day and working as hard as you possibly can and not giving in. Because if you think about sort of your life, you know, there are many different things that happen. Uh, but if you get up every single day with that same ethos of working as hard as you can and doing your best and not giving in, you really, that is, that is success to do that every day for the whole entirety of your sort of living life, that is as good as you can, you know, it's as best you can do. So I think for me, that's the really, that really underpins everything. And Sir Alex Ferguson had that at Manchester United. Our coaches had that. You know, we were the hardest working teams. We always won late on in games because we went right to the very end. And my parents were exactly the same growing up. Um, and all through that sort of work ethic element as well, they always wanted us to take risks to be, to enjoy things, to be enthusiastic, vibrant, energetic. And that's what we've tried to do with UA92. It's not like any other university when you walk in. It's very, it's, it's a big open space. It's It's got really uh, cool areas to sit in. It's a vibrant and energetic space. Um, and we think that's how you know life should be. You know, I'm sat in hotel football here now, which is one of our hotels. And you walk in and it feels like a different hotel. You walk into maybe a Hilton or a Marriott and it feels quite corporate and standard. Everyone's sort of dressed. You know, that's not how it should be in my mind. You should walk in and feel welcome. Um, And I think the inspiration is in my life, my parents, my coaches, my teachers, Sir Alex Ferguson. They always put work ethic at the very heart of everything, but also said you must enjoy yourself and have a really good time with it. Yeah, so you're right. UN actually definitely has that feeling of welcomingness and everyone gets on. So it is a really nice atmosphere on the campus. So you did just touch on Sir Alex Ferguson a bit, but um, obviously you learned a lot about character and personal development while you were So what made you want to channel this into UA92? I think because we, you know, you, you talk about these sort of words about you having a great character or personality, or you talk about robustness or resilience, this sort of, these are life experiences. And you can't just be 
resilient, you know, all the time. Uh, you can't just become robust. These are through sort of your development through your working life. And Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, he stretched us, he tested us, he worked us hard. He demanded a lot from us. He demanded the best from us every single day. But I also think that he was compassionate and wanted to teach us and, you know, make us learn. And I think when you combine that sort of, that what would be being stretched with that compassion element as well, people can really achieve a lot in life and you can do a lot. Um, and I always think about my football career where I had, I had ups and downs, I had injuries, I lost my confidence for six months, I went to see a psychologist where I had issues with, you know, I felt really low on confidence. And they're moments that everybody experiences in their life where they have doubts and they have dips in confidence. Um, we are we all will be there or we all have been there. So it's nothing to be worried about. And I always think that if you're surrounded by the right people, then you can go and share those experiences with them and they can help and support you. And I, and I think with Sir Alex Ferguson, it was always a case of, you know, he has this reputation of being someone who, um, was always very fierce and always very ferocious, the hairdryer. It wasn't like that. You know, there were times where he had to obviously make sure that we were disciplined, that the discipline was right, the work ethic was right. He wasn't happy with our performance. And you've got to be strong enough to be able to accept criticism in life you know, when you're not doing well or when you need to improve. But also there was a lot of compassion with that. And there was, a, you know, if, you're ever, if there was ever a difficult time in your football career or ever a difficult time away from football, he would always help you and support you and see that and put you, the person first. And I think that's what, the way in which uh, UA92 sh should be. It's the way in which we all should be. We should all look after one another. We should all make sure that if we have those moments of doubt and lacking confidence, that we have someone to be able to go and speak to and support, support us Um and I always feel that that's really important in life. And, you know, yes, life just considerably goes on every single day and we get on with things, but there is always somebody who needs support along the way. And I have to say, you should never be worried about, you know, I, I lost confidence for many, many months and need to go and see somebody. Um, I also felt great at times um, and highly confident. And that's when you don't need to see anybody, but that's when you maybe can go and support others. So, you know, I, I feel that, um, your mentors in life are really important. Yes, you've got to be accountable for your own work. I think you've got to be accountable, take responsibility for your own performance, but you do need support. And I would hope that at UA92, with ourselves, with even with the sort of more, more senior students at the university, that you're there to support You know, the, the incoming students, you're there to get them through it, you're there to help them, because uh, it's difficult. And we, we know that you know you've got those challenges in front of you. Yeah, you, you can tell when even when you walk into you in 92, the atmosphere is completely like that and the doors are open to any any person, any member of staff, any student. Um, so it, it, it's a great environment to learn in as well as obviously being day-to-day um, -day, um, day -day life. Um, so we obviously, we touched on that we have our own podcast and we absolutely loved doing it. Um, what more can like Beth and I and other students be doing to give ourselves the best chances at being career-ready graduates? Um, do what you're doing. Go for it. You know, you set up your own podcast. I think what you can do is maybe... Um, develop your how do you develop you develop something but you develop more skills by doing it by practicing it every single day so what you're doing now in interviewing me is not easy 
it's not easy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I, you know, I interview on television, um, you know, when I go on Monday Night Football and I have to ask questions to managers, as, you know, it's not, it's not even for me, it's, it's daunting. It's something that you feel a little bit worried by. So what you're doing now, I think is a mass is 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 a big thing because to me this is what you should be doing because it's not easy. I'm sure before this interview started, you were a little bit cons- not not concerned, but a little bit anxious about how it would go. And you know, you're both laughing, so I know that I'm telling the truth. Well, that's normal, but it's really important you do these things for your self development because honestly, you put yourself in those what I call difficult moments, which you know those difficult moments in life come along, and I have them as well. And I, was, I remember when I went to see a psychologist about sort of difficult moments, and he said to me at the time, always remember, think about the nice thing that you're going to be doing after it's finished. Because, you know, after this interview, you'll go and maybe have a coffee or you'll go and have a drink. You know, so before it starts to relax you, just think about the fact that I'll be having a coffee in 40 minutes and it'll all be over. And that's how I get through things. But in terms of what you're doing today, it, shouldn't, it should be recognised that it's not easy to interview someone and I, you're interviewing me as well so it's not it's not easy to do that and I, hopefully i'm easy to interview and i'm not making you feel worried about anything but just really put, push yourselves stretch yourselves and you are stretching yourselves by doing your own podcast interviewing me now continuing to interview other people watch it back see how you can improve it watch what other great podcasts are doing and see how they do things and you can learn from them that's not to take away your own individuality because you need to make sure you are yourselves but really be yourselves, go for it, you know, don't hold back, put yourself in those difficult situations that sometimes make you feel that little bit, your stomach turns a little bit before you come on, you get a dry mouth. That's how I feel when I do interviews. You know, I don't think, it may be probably not any different for you. And I would say the same in any environment you go into in, in your degree. You know, I want I want uh, students that come through UA92 to be confident, authoritative, to be really sort of strong when they come out the other side. And moments like this today for you will help you in the app development to be able to become stronger because you're getting confidence from it because you're doing well and you're presenting well and you're asking questions well. Yeah, definitely. I know for me and Millie, we, um, we've never thought of doing an interview ever before we came to UA92. So obviously the personal development, it, it does work. It is there and it's definitely in part of everything. Honestly, I think speaking up in front of people and standing on a uh, standing in front of people and speaking and presenting your work or a speech or whatever it may be, uh, or interviewing someone is quite possibly one of the most daunting things for anybody when you first do it. I actually think it's a must because once you can do it, the first time you'll be nervous and you won't get everything right and you'll feel a little bit sort of anxious. But then when you do it a second time, you'll feel more comfortable. And a third time, and before you know it, you'll start to like it. And when you start to like it and you become confident in speaking in front of people and interviewing people, the confidence that that will develop in yourself is absolutely fantastic. And then it gives you confidence in everything that you're doing because, you know, you're coming out of your shell. So it's really important. It is one of the most daunting things, but it was one of the 10 pillars that I wrote down when I first looked at the principles of what a UA92 student would look like, that they had to have the ability to be able to address people and speak to people and communicate to people. Because in your later life, you will have to address people and communicate with people in an audience or in in an office or in a team environment. So you might as well get used to it when you're younger, when you're sort of learning and you're around people who are feeling the same as you. So... 
go for it, don't hold back. You can't make a mistake when, you know, this morning, if you read out the question wrong, what's the worst that can happen? You read it out again. I mean, that is the worst that can happen. I mean, yeah. oh, oh, we all have a laugh and then you get on with it. There's, there's, no, there's nothing bad going to happen about it. You just We're just going to make each other feel comfortable and get on with it. So, no, it's really important. Definitely. That's great advice. So, as an important member of the team of U92 and a regular on the campus, what advice would you give to people potentially looking to study at U92? I would say that if you want a structured learning, an excellent academic learning, um, if you want it to be more than just about what would be the subject, um, if you want that ability to have that consistency of a morning or an afternoon so that you can basically do other things, I think it's perfect for you. It really is perfect for, I mean, it would be perfect for me. It's how I would want to learn. I would want to know that I was, I'd want to be a morning student. Uh, so, you know, I come in in the morning, I do that nine till one every day, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Once I've finished um, on that one o'clock, I know I can get on with the rest of what I want to do and sort of work. Vice versa, if you're an afternoon student and you've got something in the morning, then exactly the same. I think it's a. Re- I think if you want um, a structured learning, if you want an excellent academic proposition, if you want the ability to have that consistency, uh, if you want that individual contact and more personal contact and what would be more smaller class sizes, and you don't want to be one of just a vast number, I think UA92 is perfect for you. I think it's really. Uh, 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 you know the, the the right place for you to be. It's not overwhelming. It's inclusive. It it, it accepts everybody, um, and we work really hard to make sure that you know everybody has that real sort of what would be, you know, personal contact and coaching that you need to develop yourself the best you can be. Great. So um, one last question from us, and then we'll move on to the Q and A from Instagram. Um, so how do you think the style of learning at UA ninety two and its focus of Obviously, we've spoken about the personal development and the, also the industry links will put students in a stronger position um, for after uni. I think it's more related to uh, it's more related to what you'll find, uh, you know, in work. You know, you, you, that three years of that degree or two years, if you want to do an accelerated degree, which I would advocate to anybody, um, means that, you, you know, you have this sort of, you know, at school, you go in from, say, nine till four every single day. In your working life, when you leave, when you get your degree, you'll be going in from nine till five or eight till four. You'll have that structured time frame. And then you have this three years in between where you go and get your degree. If you go to conventional university where you have one one hour here, two hours there, um, it isn't representative of, of working life. And, you know, that was one of the reasons we wanted to disrupt the conventional university. Lancaster, uh, I think who are a conventional university, wanted to be part of what would be something that was different. Um, the industry links is absolutely critical. The co-design of the curriculums to ensure that we have best in practice, we have a different curriculum that's been really, if you like, analysed by industry experts because that's where sort of the best-in-class uh, mindsets are in sports science or business. So really, I think that from our point of view, we're creating a new type of learning in a new way. Um, and I think that the UA92 student um, should come out the other side more developed in the round as an individual than what would ordinarily happen if you just went to a conventional university. 
Definitely, yeah. So before we move to the second half of the match, if you like, um, we did get sent in loads of questions on Instagram. So we asked for people to send questions in they'd like to ask you. Okay. So narrow it down. So we'll try and ask as many as we've got time for, but we did get sent loads. <laughs> so the first one is from, from Stacey and she said, uh, is a degree awarded by Lancaster enough when applying for future jobs? No, absolutely. I mean, Lancaster is one of the top 10 universities in the country. They're our JV partner on this project, the class of 92. Um, the reason we wanted to partner with Lancaster most was because they're the best university in the north of England, the sixth out of the whole country in terms of quality of university. They also have 90% of their students come from state schools, so they're really inclusive um, around who they accept. Um, and when you go to uh, when you go to your future employer with a Lancaster awarded degree, it will stand for an awful lot. You know that was one of the reasons we wanted to uh, partner with Lancaster and not with another university locally because they are the best performing university in, like, say, the northwest north of England. And moving on, we got some sent onto Instagram. So the first one's from Anna Clancy. So is it hard being in the limelight, and are there any negatives to being in the media? <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I'm used to it. And if I wanted to, if I wanted to have a less public life, I could, I could come off sky. I could, uh, stop being on Twitter. I could stop being on Instagram. I could stop doing interviews. I could, you know, not set up projects. So I think all the decisions that I've made in my life contribute towards me being in the limelight or in the media. Are there any negatives being in the media? I think if, I think the only negative I could point towards is if they start to look at what would be your personal life. Um, I always think that for me, you know, I don't I, I don't think uh, there is any problem with being assessed publicly for my performance as a pundit, an analyst, a coach, a business person. That to me is something that you should be judged upon. But I think if you start to delve into your private life, it's where I would say it's negative. But I, like, thankfully, I don't have too much intrusion, um, and I, you know, I couldn't really say that there are too many neg negatives now great so the next one is from Ida Hansen and they've said that which player do you think reminds you of yourself as United players so I'm thinking that that means the uh, current United team is there anyone that reminds you of yourself as a maybe player? Matt Tomney in terms of, I mean obviously he's a midfield player and I was a fullback but I just think maybe in his personality and his character uh, it looks like it means a lot to him uh, and he cares a lot for the club. He's desperate to win. Um, he's got a real strong work ethic in every single match. He looks like he's got good organisational skills. So, so I'd say Scott McTominay. Uh, I wish I was telling you Mason Greenwood or Marcus Rashford, but I think they're far better than he was and more skill. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Davis, who is or was your closest Manchester United teammate? It's difficult. It was David Beckham when he was at the club. Uh, my brother, obviously, uh, because he's my brother. Um, so I'd say my brother, and then it was David Beckham. And then in different times when, say, David left, then Phil left, you know, I became really close. I always was close with Scalzi and Giggsy, but I lived in the same apartment block in Manchester as Giggsy for about four years, so I was close to him. Um, but I would say in the early days, definitely my brother and David Beckham were the closest to me 
uh, because obviously I was just you know, my brother obviously lived with him for many years, and and David Beckham became my best friend for you know at United for you know those first seven or eight years until he left, and we obviously we're still you know best mates now, but obviously we see each other less. But United, it was him. Um, you don't like hanging around with your brother all the time, do you? you know, it's, <laughs> um, so we've got one from Brooke which says um, what are the most important life lessons you've learned over your time um, to keep going and work hard every day I will ne- I'll never stop saying this that every single person has a choice to wake up every single day and give their all and do their best and not give in or not take shortcuts not work your hardest it's your choice that it is your choice. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. Now, the, sometimes there are obstacles put in our way uh, and it makes it more difficult for us. But honestly, if you work hard every single day, you, I suppose in football terms, you fight for every single ball, you run for every single pass, you run till the 93rd, fourth minute, um, then you've got a great chance. Um, and that consistency of work ethic is critical and um is something that underpins uh, your existence in working life. Yeah. So I've got one from from the nineteen ninety nine and two thousand eight United side. Would you choose to be in the United team at the moment to improve the team? Which player? In general? Sorry, you broke up. I mean, which player out? Yeah. Of those two which teams? player would you? Uh, I would choose. Yeah. Roy so Keane. which player Roy out Keane. of like the ninety two squad? Oh. Good <laughs> I would choose Roy Keane. Uh, this, I think, at the moment, if you put Roy Keane into the current team, um, he would just drive the whole team forward. So I'd say Roy Keane. Just quite a nice one to finish off with. Then, what advice would you give to young people wanting success? And that's from Ed Coops. Um, work hard. Take risks. Go for it. You know, be brave, go for it. Don't don't be safe. Um, I think that if you really want to sort of, you know, be successful, then you've got to have that element of entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurialism that element of courage to go for things. You know, like you've done with your podcast, go for it. You said that you didn't feel like you was going to go into interviews, but let just when you when you see something, you know, go for it. But definitely the working hard bit. It underpins everything. It's your foundation of your house. Um, and everything else really fo- follows after that. If you don't work hard and you haven't got a great attitude and you're not determined to succeed, you haven't got the foundations of your house. And what will happen is every time you know you, you, you think you're going well, it'll just crumble underneath you if you haven't got that underpinning you. Because when I, when I think about me as an employer, somebody who has businesses, what do I want to see from people who work with me in my teams? I want to see people who are committed, who work hard, have got a great attitude who immerse themselves in whatever it is that you're doing together. Um, so really commit, embed yourself and immerse yourself in whatever you're doing. Uh, go for it and be courageous, but work hard all the time and don't give in. Great. Thank you, Gary. So coming to the end of the match, unfortunately, that is all we have time for. So thank. I just want to say a massive thank you to you again. Um, it's been a great experience for us, as obviously as um, well as giving a bit more of an insight into you in '92. Um, also, thank you to everyone that sent in questions, and sorry if we didn't get to manage manage to get yours in. So, thanks, Gary. Thank you very much. Well done, both of you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>